Hello and welcome to Selfie. Well, today we are continuing in our Enneagram series. I've got Mickey Scott Bay Jones here with me again. She is an Enneagram expert and she is going to help us do a deeper dive on type threes. And then we're going to revisit a conversation between myself and my former co-host, Sarah James of Whirl. And she and I are both threes. And so we are talking about that experience from our own perspective. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> so talk to me about us Enneagram threes. Oh boy. Threes typically do not like to talk about themselves. <laughs> so, I mean, not in, not in this way. So, well, I feel hopefully. like threes, there are a couple types, but I feel like threes are one of those where when you realize your type, you're like, oh, I didn't want to be that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's always heartbreaking for me because I'm like, you know, it's none of it's bad or wrong. Right. Right. It's all just, you know, what you have done to survive. Yeah. And that's okay. That's good. It's beautiful that the human brain, the human body can develop ways of being that allow us to survive and thrive. So, you know, all different (laughs) ways. So let's, yeah. So let's get into this. And of course, like, you know, chime in because this is, I'm, I'm, I'm narrative tradition and among other things. So I really like for people of the type to tell us who they are. So you know, this is the performer, the achiever, mm-hmm. the doer, um, you know, motivating, motivated really by achieving recognition for accomplishments. And yeah. I, I want to uh, break that down even a little bit because mm-hmm. recognition is not always um, a trophy or, yes. you know, a, a cash reward. Like yeah. some threes are very, very motivated by accolades or mm-hmm that kind of thing. Public stuff. Um, right. And yeah. some threes are like, I just want everybody in my life to recognize how great I am, yes. like, you know, yeah. and it can be just like, tell me you see me doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Right. So, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's where we get into the stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. We can think, oh, only if this person is a high achiever. That was yeah. really hard for me at first as a teacher, because a lot of the threes I knew were like, just bang, 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 high achievers. They just mm-hmm. did you know, every, they got every scholarship, they got every award, right? And that's not how all threes are going to show up. No. And not all threes are going to be concerned with appearance, although that can definitely be an aspect of it. You know, I, I, the way that I explain it to people is like, you can be an Enneagram three and it's about pie baking. Yes. It's about winning the 4-H trophy. It doesn't need to be like some big public social media, you know, that's right. High performance in work. Like you can be a stay at home mom, but your Enneagram three achievement stuff is around like being recognized as a good mom. That's right. It's, it's image versus, you know, like that's what it's really about is the image that I'm crafting or that Mm -hmm. people expect of me. Yeah. Am I meeting that image? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's about securing your place in the world or, you know, even gaining love, right? Cause sometimes mm-hmm. people will talk about the Enneagram is just nine different ways. We all try and secure love. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. for the three, it's that, you know, it's about doing, 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 always producing something of value mm-hmm. that is yes. recognizable by, by others. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the hard part is it's not always about, am I doing something of value that's recognized by me? No. Right. So that's where what the is, turn what comes. Even is that? Yeah. Right. That's where, the, that that's world. where <laughs> for the three, they need to develop this understanding of what 
um, is meaningful to them yeah. inside with no yeah. one else, you know, saying, you know, co-signing that if, yeah. if it's important to you, that it's a value. Yeah. Um, and really like, um, you know, their attention is focused on, you know, on all these tasks that must be accomplished. Yes. Um, you know, they're often focused on the next project, yeah. right? Like, and it's like, this project isn't even done, but it's like, but I need to get, I need to secure that thing 100%. over there, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for, for me, the way that this really leads and shows up for me, I resonate more with the task and the productivity than the achievement. Yeah. I am ruled by my to-do list. Yeah. And there is so much anxiety around, did I finish the things I was supposed to do? And yeah. supposed to being very nebulous. Right. And and my anxiety and how I feel about myself and my entire day is based on what I got done off of a to-do list as opposed yeah. to what felt important or life-giving to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's this, you know, um, threes really are in some ways the, the poster child for booked and busy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, totally. Um, <laughs> um, and, and winning over the room. So people will talk yeah. about the yes. chameleon like nature of threes, yes. which is also related to self-deception. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, like if I'm really being cheeky about it, it's, it's not that threes are liars. Yeah. Now a three that's really in touch with themselves will be like, Oh, I'm a liar. I lie. <laughs> right. So because it's, it's about, you're not um, tapping into something that's entirely not you, but you know how to bring to the surface the thing that yes. will connect with the people that are in the in front of you currently. A hundred It's not that you're, yeah. you're fake. You're yeah. just like, you are pretty multifaceted yeah. and you can pull up what you need to perform right now. Yes. You can pull up what you need to perform when you turn to this side, yes. right? And so- a, 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 a moment of horror for a three can be a surprise party with all of their different friend groups in one room. Yes. <laughs> because yes. then it's like, oh shit, I got to be everybody to every, to yeah. everyone at one time. Whereas you know how to be what you need to be in when you have, when you yeah. have very clear, right. Yeah. When you know what room you're working with. Right. But An again, that's about of, that, like achievement. Yeah. An example of that chameleon thing and how it shows up for me um, is you and I would go to this wild goose festival every year and it's out camping in the (laughs) woods. It's messy. It's hot. And I would always joke that I was bringing my like festival wear. Right. And I, it was like a costume. And so I would show up in my like long breezy skirts and combat boots and like, you know, and a fedora and I would figure out how to like get my hair to look like I had not fixed it, but I had absolutely (laughs) curled it into like beachy waves. Like there was a whole look that I was curating for this festival. That's right. But then if I went to a, like a blogging conference, that would be a different look. Then I would show up with my hair sleek and maybe a business suit. And so that is the Enneagram three. And it's not that we're trying to be fake. No. We want to fit in. We want to like, right. we want to show up and we want to be, you know, fitting into wherever we show up. Right. Because the threes have a keen sense that if I don't fit in, I'm going to be put out of the community. Yeah. Right. So it is literally a survival tactic yeah. and we all do it to an extent. I mean, yeah. yes, there are some people who are like, I'm a show up how I show up every room, I, like mm-hmm. 100%. But many of us have some sort of yeah. experience 
of altering who we are in order to survive. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why it's not about this type is like this and nobody has anything else of that. Yes. We actually can see ourselves in every type and we pull from every type. So we can never judge one type for being a certain way, mm-hmm. right? That's so, so true. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's so true. Just because you do a thing that is a hallmark for another type doesn't mean you are that type or it's not, okay. you know, it's more so that this tendency, even of the chameleon thing, everyone does it to some extent, but for threes, it's, it's like, I, I can't stop. Like it, I'm pulled into yeah. it. You're- well, it's you're proficient at it. Like yes. my friend, Dr. Jerome, um, he wrote um, the brain-based Enneagram. And so he actually uses the ready test to um, kind of rank mm-hmm. how, like, how proficient you are mm. in each type, right? So some people are just really good with the qualities that a three has. And that's yeah. like, you're just brilliant at it. It's become the strategy that you use yeah. the most. Yeah right? Those strategies of the three. And so, you know, for threes, when they can really like get in touch Mm -hmm. um, with that, um, like that universal law of belonging, right? Where we belong, not because we've done, but because we are, because we're a human being, because we're a child of God, right? Like Mm -hmm. when they can get into that, yeah, they can, they can stop the self-deception, mm-hmm. which they aren't usually even in tune with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can so seamlessly become what you need to become. Mm-hmm. You're not even aware that maybe you're suppressing mm-hmm. your own desire to be a certain way or to, you know, need this yeah. and that, right? Yeah. And that you're suppressing your self-love in order to get love from the outside, yes. right? But when you can, when you can understand that you already belong, you do mm-hmm. not have to work to belong then you can open up in ways that, you know, you can show up however you want to show up. And if people have a problem with it, then that's their problem and not yours. Yeah, absolutely. When we think about self-care for the Enneagram three, I think that this is something that ones, twos and threes kind of share is that lack of awareness for what they need. Yeah. Yeah. So what does self-care look like when I don't know what I need? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so tell me. For real, Mickey, my tell me. Self-care? Um, I mean, this is, re- this is really challenging for threes because culturally, at least in the West, mm-hmm. we really reward three behavior. Yes. We just yes, we eat do. it up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for threes, um, slowing down, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I know it's like, yeah kryptonite for a three but like totally truly trusting that your self-care comes Mm -hmm. when you just slow down and you're Mm -hmm. quiet yeah and you're alone and you don't always have to be alone but like yeah you know threes will often even vacation in a way that is uh, that, that, that is goals, you know, that knocks off all the goals, right? Today we're going to go here and then we're going to go there. I am laughing because that is me on vacation. I'm taking my kids to Europe. I, the schedule I've created for us is so (laughs) unattainable and absurd and so based on like ticking things off and like, we're going to, this is going to be the greatest. We're going to see all the things. I mean, kids are just going to be like, we're tired. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent. Can we just go sit down? Three. Yeah. Right. 
like go sit down and eat a baguette. That's it. Uh-huh. Do not go to every uh-huh. single site. Miss miss some of them and yeah. just trust that sometime in your lifetime you will get back to Europe. Like yes, that kind of thing, right? Just like yeah. our activity today is going to go be going and sitting by the river. Like that's totally. it. Yeah. And that is really, really challenging. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the self-care for three is like yeah. periods of, of non-doing. I completely agree. Yeah. How do we best love our Enneagram three friends? Uh, wow. Okay. So I think loving, uh, loving threes, um, understanding that threes do tend to compartmentalize yeah uh and not being offended by that Mm -hmm. uh like it is and you can tell me if this if this feels true to you it is pretty rare that somebody knows every part of a three Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like like that is a really really big deal when they let you into different parts of who they are yes i agree um yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you're that person treating that with the sacredness it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, um, and then inviting more of it yeah. and also be very careful to share yourself, the parts that other people don't see of you mm-hmm. with that person, with that three, yeah. because they, they've done a big thing yeah. by letting you see the, the yes. parts of them that don't, that don't fit the image yeah. that they'd like to portray. I think too, for me, one of the ways that I feel very loved is I can get into, in my friendships, a cruise director role. Um, yeah. And it does come back to that, again, that fear of like, to be needed, to be loved, I need to be productive and necessary. Mm-hmm. It is a little yeah. bit similar to the Enneagram too, but it's performing to be loved. And yeah. so for me, I feel very loved when my friends come in and say, we've planned something. You don't even, you, yeah. we don't even need you to plan it. Yeah. Cause, I, Cause I can start feeling like, oh, I'm just, maybe I'm just here because I plan it. And like, I'm only here yeah. because I'm the one who like booked it and made the itinerary. And so, yeah, yeah, I think loving an Enneagram three is like stepping into like being the pursuer in that area sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, to be honest, threes are very proficient. Usually, yes. they will get the job done. We will and and yeah. get it done with a with a sense of excellence, right? Yes. I mean, not every little thing will be perfect, but overall, yes. it will be excellent. <laughs> and so, like, to we show hit up all the and not have spots. to, yes, right, exactly. <laughs> and to show up and not have to, yeah, bring your excellence, but yes. just be able to show up and yeah. be. Oof, that is huge. Yeah. yeah. Enneagram, our Enneagram typing. Our, this is our week. This is our big week. It's our big week. I, I told myself before, I'm like, okay, you know, it's like when it's your own type, you're, it's very common for you to like delve way deep and like maybe go even negative. Like here's all the things that I want to work on. <laughs> so I think I have to start this out with type threes in a nutshell, in brief. And I'm reading this directly from the Enneagram Institute's website. Type three in brief. 
threes are self-assured, attractive, and charming, ambitious, competent, and energetic. They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. They are diplomatic and poised, but can also be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. At their best, though, type threes are self-accepting, authentic, everything they seem to be, role models who inspire others. Threes are, they are your get it done gal. Um, Threes like achievement and productivity. They can be driven by their um, to-do lists. I have often had people describe me as, you know, a high capacity person, someone who gets a lot of things done, someone who has a lot of plates in the fire, a lot of goals, a lot of, you know, who, who I am the person, and this is very common of threes, who, you know, you get with a, fr- a group of friends and everybody throws an idea out. We should go see Britney Spears in Vegas. Like, I will have everyone an itinerary. Right. <laughs> that is the truth. In three days. You know, right. and I will organize and I'll probably make a Google spreadsheet and I will, like, I will get it done. We are implementers. We are not perfectionists no. necessarily, but we will we will drive it home. We will, we will it drive home. it home. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in general, the key motivations for type threes are wanting to be affirmed. They really, we really want to distinguish ourselves from others. We like attention. Um, we like to be admired. And mm-hmm. it's it's not so much from um from like a vanity standpoint, it can be. And especially if you're an unhealthy three, you can go that way. But one of the beliefs that we have as threes is that, you know, love and recognition is only for winners. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Mm -hmm. a really hard belief to live by. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, We habitually focus our attention on tasks and roles and our image because approval tells us that we are deserving of love and recognition. And so it's kind of this crazy cycle you can get yourself into of constantly trying to do, 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 and not only do, but do well and look good doing it in order to get that affirmation to make us feel like we're good enough, right? Absolutely. And I can think of an example of this even in my own life, even, you know, in my youth, because I, I... I can absolutely look back on my childhood and see how these motivations were present for me from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, being approved of, being successful, being good at things, all of that has always been very important to me. And it's, I mean, it's cringy to say that out loud. Oh, I know. It's just, yeah. It's true. And I will say that for threes, it's important to note that it doesn't always mean um, professional success. Um, for some people, it might be academic success, and for some, it might be social success. Yes. And I have hit on all of those. So I remember my first day of high school. I, for whatever reason, being popular was very important to me um, at that at that age and stage. And I think that there are some things from my childhood that sort of geared me towards that. But I, I wanted to be in the popular crowd. And I remember walking onto campus as a little freshman and kind of, you know, staking out where everyone's standing and who's who's who, right? Yeah. And kind of identifying this one crowd that I felt like that's who I want to be friends with. I want to stand right there with those people. Mm-hmm. And that became my goal. Like, mm-hmm. 
in my head. I want to stand in that area with those people. And I worked my little butt off to get there. Yeah. And I figured out who I needed to be friends with and who I needed. And that's so cringy to admit, but that's what a social three can look like. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that I am, I'm definitely, as I've gotten older, more of a, a professional three where it's a little bit more about achievement in, you know, yes, in my work. But I can also remember in high school, um, in addition to, you know, wanting that kind of popularity, um, we had a thing at my high school called Seniors of Distinction. And they chose eight seniors. And if you got chosen as a senior of distinction, you got a full page in the yearbook. And you got a picture in the in the um, in the administrative office. Like they had a whole wall of seniors of distinction from years past. Yeah. Now for a three. That is like candy. Yes. Like I, I mean, literally freshman year, I have to be a senior of distinction. If I am not a senior of distinction, I am a failure. Mm -hmm. And I worked again, my little butt off. I joined every single club. (laughs) I ingratiated myself to the administration. I was kind. I was affable to all the teachers. I made great grades. I worked so hard that I, you know, as a junior and senior in high school, I carried around a leather bound schedule. Mm-hmm. I was in so many clubs it was absurd. Mm-hmm. And I and I remember when they announced them I was like sweating. And yeah. I really my self-worth was wrapped up in whether or not I got that page in the yearbook. And I did. Yes. But, you know, I look back on that and I think I I actually I mean I could actually cry because I think it's so sad that I derived so much meaning from that in my high school experience. You know, it's really interesting. That's one part of the three that we differ in. I've never been a social three. Um, I've actually pretty much shied away against the quote unquote popular crowd since I was young. That was never an issue. That was never something I wanted, but I am extremely achievement based and have been since a small child. I want, I want to win. I want to prove that I'm really, really good. In fact, when I was younger, I remember being in fifth grade, we had this little, this little school newspaper that came out, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like the end of the year, the special one where they do all of the votes for each grade superlatives. Superlatives. And there, there were eight categories and it, you know, like best looking, best dressed, nicest, most studious, whatever. Yes. And, um, my mom has kept this not because she's proud of it because everyone likes to make fun of me, but, I, like you, you know, worked really hard and tried my best to be seen as this person that people admire. And um, I won seven out of the eight categories. The oh only <laughs> the only category I didn't win, which is hilarious, was most athletic. And, and what <laughs> and what do you think me as a three did when I got home that night? I did not Joined a sports club. <laughs> well, pretty much. I think I had like a gym membership the next day, but I was devastated. I could not even think for a second that, oh, wow, look at all these things that I, I was awarded. I was devastated that I wasn't athletic enough that people, oh you know, gosh. you know, it's just like so messed up yeah. and you just, it's one of those things as a kid I can look back and this is through lots of work with my therapist over the, you know, past decade or so. 
of, um, yeah, I just learned very early on when I, I did well, I received affirmation for doing well and just something clicked in my brain and it was like, okay, I've got to continue doing this because this is how people are going to admire me because I do well, not because I am a good person. I mean, that's what I'm, you know, which is just erroneous thinking. It is. It's so erroneous. Because twos and threes, we talked about twos, um, two episodes ago, but, but twos and threes both desperately want to be loved. Yes. But we go about it in really different ways and twos do it by trying to take care of other people, but threes do it by, like you said, it's erroneous. We think that that recognition or success equals love. And it's, I mean, in, in many ways, it's kind of like we're going about the wrong thing because a lot of times then you become a workaholic. Oh, know? yeah. It's like he who runs fastest runs alone mm-hmm. and threes run alone a lot. Oh, yeah. And all, what's also interesting, too, is that we do run alone a lot, but also we have the ability, we're almost like little chameleons. Yes. And that we are very adaptive to whatever environment we're in. So very true. I can act very differently depending on what group of people I'm with. Um, Whereas a lot of people just can't do that. Probably because it's probably a good thing, you know, but we're very um, adaptive in that way. We just, we kind of know exactly what to do and what to say to keep that, that image up, you know. And we do it. I don't think it's natural. I think it's something that we adapt. It's a skill we learn because we're so driven. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be liked in every situation. Yeah. But ultimately though, everything that we're talking about that threes do is in service of connecting to others. So it's, it really isn't, although, like I said, threes can become vain. It really, the reason we're doing all this is because we want to make connection. We want to be loved. It's just that threes sometimes have no idea how to do that without doing, doing, doing all the time. Yeah. And we think we're going to be loved. I mean, do you think being a three influenced you going into blogging? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I also think that it's, I mean, I've, my unhealthiest levels of being a three in my life have been periods of blogging. There have yeah. been periods, and I'm sure you can agree, this was absolutely. many, many years ago where I really lost myself there. I was yeah. all about what I thought people wanted to see. And I completely disassociated with my authentic self. I was two people. I was Whirl. And then I was Sarah who had all these messy emotional feelings inside, but Mm -hmm. I could never let that show. And that is a, that, that led me into my only in a pretty dark depression that lasted for quite some time. That was a really scary time and place for me. Mm -hmm. And it was all... It was all because of that, because I just lost myself because I just didn't think that this messy girl was worth anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's taken a lot of time and a lot of therapy (laughs) to get to a place where, you know, I have my, I'm at a, I'm at like a happy, healthy medium now. I'm just kind of like, I am who I am and I'm okay with it. Of course, I always will have those three tendencies. Yes. But. 
Well, and I think a lot of us went into blogging as threes because when we when we became moms, we no longer had that external marker of validation. Yes. And mommy blogging was a way to get an external validation for being a mother. Yes. Because I was so true. always searching for external validation. I can see it, that thread through my life. You know, I go to college. I wanted to graduate summa cum laude. I did. I, you know, went into my profession. I wanted to publish a paper in my 20s. I did. Like, there was always a thing I was working for that could show other people that I was worthwhile, right? Yes. And then you become a mom and you're just sitting in your house and, like, nobody's going to give you an award for diaper changing. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I felt really empty. Like, I don't know how to get my my hit, my validation hit anymore. Yes. And I definitely, I mean, it, it is so cringy to say all this. None of this is Oh, I know. I know. It, I, I am definitely, I may have a vulnerability hangover after this conversation. I think I am. But I really do think I went into blogging because I wanted some validation for being a mom. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I yeah. needed to do it publicly. It's so gross, but it's so no, true. No, I know. And that's the thing. And we've this has been kind of a common theme through talking about all of the types and even in the introduction podcast that we did. But it's just, you. it is cringy. They say that you know your number when you read the description and you're like, oh, I do not want to be that person. And um, it is. It's cringy. Talking about all of this, there's nothing about this conversation that I'm like, hoo-hoo, look at me, I'm a three. It's just like, ugh, you know? Um, threes yeah. are interesting. Our, our outer and inner worlds are very different. And I feel like trying to be a healthy three is kind of tr- merging those two things together, finding a way to merge the, like, quote-unquote, real you with the, the image of you. Well, I feel like we are doing the thing we were afraid of where we have talked about a lot of the negatives. What are some ways that you can look at your life, even in the trajectory of things, and see where being a three has served you well? Oh, I mean, I just, I think in general, I, I am a successful person. I, I, I set my mind to a goal and I meet it. And I think that, well, through having an online persona, say, or just my blog and having an online voice, um, I think that I have the ability, I'm efficient and I get things done and I'm an information addict by nature. So I, a lot of people look up to me for advice on a lot of different subjects Absolutely. and that makes me feel good. It's a win-win, you know, cause I feel, I love helping others, but it also makes me feel approved of, you know, it makes me, it gives me that approval that I seek. So, I mean, I think any, I think any great achievement I've made in my life, whether it be in uh, blogging or when I was a pharmaceutical rep for a decade before that, or in school or in college has really been a product of being a three. Yeah, I I would agree. And I think that, um, you know, being a three has allowed me to not just be a writer. I mean, I think I'm a writer at heart, but it has allowed me to figure out the ways that I could take writing and make it into a job. Yes. You know, I think that we both know many people who are better writers than ourselves um, but maybe who have, you know, maybe they're fives or they're sixes and they haven't been able to get their writing out into the public where, right. I mean, I will say as threes, both you and I, you know, in our thirties created an entirely new career for ourselves that yes. paid the bills. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
we figured out how to hustle. We figured out how to do it. Um, and, and we both did, you know, figure out a career that we could do from our homes around our kids' schedules. And I feel super, I feel super blessed by that. I'll say. Yeah, I do too. I just, I, you know, I always am looking over all sorts of information about the threes, but one thing that stands out about, um, when threes are at their healthiest, I just love this sentence. It just says healthy threes embody the best in a culture and others are able to see their hopes and dreams mirrored in them. And that is something that I, 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 I think stands, it rings true for me. You know, there's just a lot of people I've met over the past decade or something and being kind of in some sort of a public light that, you know, want to do better or be better, um, by seeing me do better and be better. So that feels great. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's not all doom and gloom by any means, but you know, any, any types like this ups and downs. Yes. And I'll say another, I think another plus about being a three um, is that we are implementers. And so I, I can look back on many situations in my life that have happened because I said, you guys, we're really, we're really doing this, you know, yeah. whether it be like, like, okay, family, we're like going to go on a safari in Africa or, yeah. okay, neighbors, we're going to like have a yearly potluck or, you know, okay, we're going to actually start beer and hymns. Like we're going to do this. Like, I definitely think that it has, it has, been for me the difference between something that sounds like a fun idea and actually pulling it off. I totally agree. You get it done. You hit it out you of the get park. It done. Yeah. There's pluses and minuses to that though, because I, I do think that that's a value add I bring to friendships. And I do think that I have friends who appreciate me for it. Um, but I also know that I've been used as yeah. the implementer, like yeah. in relationships, in friendships that it's like, um, and, you know, when I talked in our um, conversation about resolutions, I mean, some of the people I had to let go were those people who really just wanted me around to be the, you know, the secretary. Yeah, the social secretary. Right. The social secretary, <laughs> the administrator. Well, like, Kristen will do it. Get Kristen right. to make the reservation. Get Kristen to figure out this vacation. Get Kristen to, you know. Right. And I've had to kind of pull back from some situations where I really, really felt used. No, I completely agree. I have felt that way before too. And you know, it's funny that we didn't really, we, uh, when we came up with these two subjects, it wasn't like we wanted to put them together. But now that I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm thinking, I think my resolution should be something involving being a three and, you know, becoming a healthier three. I've just, Uh all of these podcasts we've done and that we're going to continue doing on the Enneagram have like really gotten me deep into this. I'm really enjoying it. And I feel like it will be something that's kind of an Enneagram based resolution on just being the healthiest three that I can be because threes can do great things in the world, you know? So that's pretty cool. You know, and I will say this too, you know, being women threes is its own thing because I think our culture doesn't really value women being ambitious. Mm Mm-hmm. And I even, I mean, even in this conversation, the cringy parts of, of the, you know, admissions here comes around like, you know, being ambitious and going for what you want. And like, it's, it's hard as a woman, because I feel like we're supposed to be like, if we become successful, especially in blogging, it's supposed to be like, ah, shucks. I don't even know how that happened. Right. I didn't even have a plan. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't even know. I just fell into it. But in reality, like. 
my blog was a business and I 100% had goals. Yes, of course. That I went after and I attribute some of my success to all shucks, but a lot of it to just me being super driven. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. So, oh gosh, it's just, there's so much to say about these numbers. (laughs) I know so much. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at SelfiePodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.